what's awesome, baby? It's a PTP, a primetime podcast. Whoa, Nelly. It's the granddaddy of them all, the greatest podcast around. Hello, friends. As we make our way to the Backroom Studios, we'd like to welcome you to the From Corner to Corner podcast. And in this corner is the best podcast around. It's time! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Y'all ready for this? And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner Sports Desk Edition. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about money. Money, honey. You know, I feel like that we've been on money for a few weeks now. Money drives everything. It does. Yeah. I mean, we did talk about fights last week a little bit. I'm a little disappointed. Maybe the title of my show drove the listens down, or maybe it was the fact that I was four hours behind posting it. I don't know. Does that many people really listen to it prior to 9 o'clock in the morning, though? Let's be honest. I wasn't here last week, and it's it's clear I'm the people's favorite. <laughs> I mean... And, and we can't blame it on the us bashing your West Virginia because they haven't even listened to find out that we did that. Maybe I was, was it secret. the photo that we posted of Wes on it Facebook? Scared people. Do you think that it? scared people? It, it may have. It may have. Like, Lord, if this is what I'm listening to, I don't want anything to do it's with like, it. Man, that guy really looks like that. <laughs> so we don't have the captain tonight. Wow. Captain. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to call him the sidekick. I am not. I'm no longer referring to him as the sidekick. Because I'm the sidekick to the sidekick. So. Right, right. So if he's the captain now, what's that make me the skip? Well, skippers. I don't know. Are you Gilligan? I, I'm good with Gilligan. <laughs> you're the ER, remember. You're the dumber. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just the dumb. Oh, I don't know. But the EST is definitely not The here. EST of LWC is hanging signs. Hanging signs. Yeah, so maybe we should uh, maybe you should put um, Ted DiBiase's music at the end of the podcast. You know, <laughs> because we're talking about money. Well, and you know, I've been thinking all week, like what music? I mean, there's so many great money music songs out there. You got the you got Shane McMahon money song. Oh, yeah, you got that's right. You got you know Ted DiBiase's. You've got. Uh, um, there's a money song by Pink Floyd. There's a money song by ACDC, I think. The one, uh, you get your money for nothing and your checks for free. Yep, the we dire just talked about that. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So uh, if I can get the right, if I can get the right tune into that, uh, then we would, uh, uh, then we would do that. So maybe if Neil was here we could do a poem of money for nothing in your checks for free cuz there is a segment of that song that would get cancel culture today. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's some words in that song that, you know, if you're driving around with that turned up, you better tune it down real quick cuz yes. 
that was a different era back then, for sure. Because I was like, I listened to that song not too long ago, and I'm like, <laughs> you listen, wow. and and you didn't just listen to it and was going down the road. You were listening to it and went, yeah. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, I don't remember it ever saying that. Right. Yeah, I'm a little older, and I'm yeah. actually listening to lyrics now. Like, oh, it's it's kind of like watching the movie Grease as an adult oh, now. Right. <laughs> You're like, wow, <laughs> how did they get away with that back then? Well, I know you two are a little older than I am, but we still all three have teenage daughters. Like some of the music I grew up listening to, I'll put it on for my teenage daughter, and I'm like. You know what? That's not appropriate. Right? <laughs> we don't need to be listening to that song. Well, the girls like the Golden Girls. Cassie's a huge fan of the Golden Girls. Well, I mean, that's all they ever talk about sex. I'm yeah. Like, Good grief. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Blanche. Like, how in the world was that on TV in the 80s? I, like, you was born in 76, so you're a year younger than me, right? Yes. Okay. That's 1876 for those listening. <laughs> In my covered way. I really like the fact that you've put me in Yellowstone. I would love to be in Yellowstone. I'm I, going I, I would totally be the cook in the next one coming up. You know, they can kill me off too. I don't care. The, um, the thought that I, like, do you remember growing up? And this no has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Do you remember growing up that back in the day, if you even mentioned the thought of attacking or killing the president, you had the fear that the FBI or the they were going to come and like take you down, right? Do you remember that fear? Not really, but I know what you're. Ta- I know what yeah. you're saying. People had that fear. Like you did not talk about the president in a negative connotation in the eighties, right? You just right. didn't, right? Do you remember the FCC being such a huge thing that you didn't hear bad words on the radio oh, yeah, right. or on TV? Because if they did that kind of stuff, the FCC would shut them down. And now we openly are cussing on regular television. They even dropped the, the GD. Now, you don't hear the F-bombs on regular television. You're going to hear it on Paramount, though. They don't mind... At all to do, but that's not what you call syndicated television or you know regular cable t- local broadcasting. I guess right. is the way right. I'm trying and to say the that the channels that were on your click 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 yeah. TV, ABC, NBC, CBS, you're still Fox. not going to hear it on there really. Right. But now beyond that, everything's cable. Yeah, and yeah. so, but like he's saying though, like FCC, I think it was. I was in college. I think 2007. And I went through broadcast journalism for a little while. And it was like 8 p.m., I think, was the cutoff uh-huh. for the FCC. Oh, like yeah. After 8, you could say whatever you want. Okay. But before 8, it well, was really limited. And, and you, case in point, watching through the Monday Night War stuff, as each hour of Raw and, and, and WCW Nitro passed, it got worse and worse and oh, worse. Yeah. Like, you didn't see the brawn panty matches in the 8 to 9 o'clock hour. They were always in that last hour. They yeah. had to work. That's where the language was. That's where Stone Cold Steve Austin was. You know, of course, you know, he was just in WrestleMania. What did he not do when he was at WrestleMania? He didn't flip off the crowd, right? He just held his hands up. He did not have the metal fingers out. Hmm. I didn't even catch that. It was the first thing I looked for. Because it's different now. 
right? Yeah. yeah. There's been a transition. The John Cena era basically cleaned wrestling up. You know, he had like John Cena's probably still got some of the the worst language now. You still hear a little bit of cussing and stuff like that, but not like what it was then. And I'm looking back. I'm watching this Monday Night Wars thing. I've almost done with it. I got like three episodes left, and I'm like. That was soft porn yes. back then. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it's Which like... Which is probably why my parents made me stop watching wrestling for a little while. I mean, I... Well, I mean, Neil has said multiple times, he goes, how did I get to watch this as a kid? Because you would have been in, what, what 12, 13 around uh, that time frame? Yeah, I, I remember being in middle school and getting in trouble for the DX sign. I yeah. mean, we've all been there. Yeah. Well, you all were probably... At your second jobs by the time I was in middle school. This is uh, this is very true. Yeah. You know, yeah. during the wars, you're, you, I was, well, I mean, you said 2007. Yeah. I was already married for six years. See Tori uh, Wilson come out and like, right. Shelly, let's go I mean, the two, the two, the two, the two things that come right off the top of my head. The night that Sable took her shirt off and had the handprints. And Jerry Lawler just goes, ape nuts. Puppies! Right. Puppies. <laughs> and and the Lita and Edge. Oh, my gosh. When they had the bed in yeah, the when ring. when they had the bed in the ring. Yes. And you're just like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? Talk about taking a turn. You were just like, are we wrestling? Are we going to continue <laughs> to do that? Or are we going to build up to something else completely? But, yeah, that that's... Um, you... That, you don't see any of that anymore. I mean, Daisy Dukes are <laughs> as as are pretty risque at this point. Yeah. Um. You know, in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not like it is not divas anymore. They are women wrestlers. There's oh yeah. You know, you, there's no crossing the lines. I mean, what's her the the one that just came back the military one. I can't think of her Lacey name. Evans. I mean, she's pretty. She's wearing some pretty risque top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like if she gets in a in a massive brawl, she might come out of that. Right. <laughs> having it, a wardrobe it, malfunction. Yeah, yeah. And of course, now all the girls are wearing those um, tights underneath that you know protect them on a lot of that stuff. But yep. Yeah, craziness. So interesting start to the show. <laughs> We are a wrestling podcast. We are a wrestling podcast. At the core. At the core. I mean, if it wasn't for wrestling, we wouldn't be here. True. Yep. The interesting thing about it is is we've definitely seen a rise in numbers since we switched the topics up a little bit. And then you guys coming on too. The one thing about all of this, whenever we talk to people that listen to the show and I ask them, what do you like? It was never like, man, I really like how you go back and re- do wrestling history or I really like your weekly updates or I really like your missing the mark. It's always, we like the banter. We like you all going back and forth, the talking, the making fun of each other. Yeah. You know, this week we get to make fun of Neil, you know, because he's not here. I won't partake in that. And, uh, <laughs> boo, that's a bad <laughs> no. decision. I, I'm so sick of the two older guys picking on the younger people. <laughs> Like we never get talked to. I mean, we are, on, no, no. we are more wise. Do I need do to play the clip that <laughs> no. you sent this afternoon of him growing up in the 1800s <laughs> and me being a part of the actual Dutton Ranch <laughs> in 1932? 
But you just said that you enjoyed that part. I said I would enjoy being on that show. I didn't and say I were. was there. You were there. <laughs> you, you worked with Granddad Dutton. <laughs> so, so topic for the night. We've been talking about money, like you said. So we're going to take it a step further. We're going to talk about some of these ridiculous contracts. One of the contracts that, since we're on the topic of wrestling, we had this whole MJF thing over the weekend, right? So this is one of the things that Neil wanted to make sure that he that we touched on was the MJF deal. MJF is still a year and a half, 18 months or so away from his deal being up. But MJF is reflecting the the NBA slash NFL slash baseball. Not, I won't say baseball. Baseball guys don't do that as much. But the NFL guys and the NBA guys are getting to be pretty regular on, I'm done. I'm not playing until you pay me. NFL especially. Yeah, NFL, NFL especially. And I understand why. They're – Window is so short. Short. Well, it, yeah. it came out today. I don't want to get too far away from MJF, but it came out today. Aaron Donald's contract is up. He was on a sports podcast, and he basically told them, I'm good. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to pay me, I'll go home. I'm okay. And the guys on the radio are like, he needs to be the highest paid non-quarterback in the league, which right now it's Tyreek Hill at 30 mil. I don't know how the Rams can pay him $30 million a year. I really don't. It'd have to be a buttload of signing bonus in order to be able to pull that off. You would backload. I'm sure that's how it would have to be. you just backload the deal. Yeah, but it's all going to have to be guaranteed. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I don't blame Aaron Donald. I mean, his contract is up, which indicates I'm not signing a franchise tag, so don't even bother. Yep. I, I'm. I'll go home. If you put a franchise tag on me, I'll just go home. I'm fine. I've got eight years in the league. He's north of 30 now. Now, now this is his time-to-retire contract. Right, and he has a ring. Right. Which, is, which tops everything off. Yep. And he probably is the best non-quarterback in the league. There's no way they win the Super Bowl without him he last changed, year. He changed that whole Super Bowl. Yeah, he changed the whole second half. Yep. Right. Because the Bengals pretty much controlled the, the whole game until about the fourth quarter, and that's when Aaron Donald's like, all right, boys, and yep. he took off. And, I mean, he just changed everything. And that whole Super Bowl wound up being on the on the threshold of him right there. Right. Obviously, the offense did good. But you've got Cup that's due a contract, right? You just paid Stafford. You just paid Allen Robinson. Yep. And you're going to run out of money here pretty soon. It, it we, is, we talked about this. It the, is a salary cap league. Yep. So, anyways, back to MJF. I just wanted to throw that in there because that's the NFL part. How close do you think MJF was to actually getting on that plane and not – or do you think it was a whole complete work? Uh, no. The way that match went, that was not a work. I mean, Wardlow just absolutely Brock, Brock Lesnar'd yep. him. And I was telling Neil about this yesterday. I hope that's not what Wardlow is, right? Because he looks at Wardlow, Neil does, and says he could be Goldberg. Wardlow could be a star. Yeah. Yep. 
But they were cheering the crap out of him every time he did one of those. But to me, once you got to that point, it's like, can you not do anything else? But that was a sheer, I took it. That was the the treatment that Mustafa Ali's getting for being on the internet thing right now, how he's getting just roasted throughout the whole. Now, he's still getting the U.S. title match, but he's not taking that belt off of uh, theory. But that was 100%. This is what you get for running your mouth. Because he's on every podcast, MJF is, talking about his contract. Yeah. Talking about 2024. And I'm telling you, Tony Khan better be ready to put the money up because Vince McMahon will come with a checkbook yep. wide open. And a guy like MJF, that's probably the biggest heel in wrestling right now. He can sign. You, you just blank check him. What do you want? Yeah. And now he's seen Cody have success going back. Yeah. It's going to be tough for Tony <clears throat> Khan to pull yeah. this off. Yeah, I mean, to put, to put MJF on <clears> – <throat> I mean, knowing that the brands are kind of going away anyways, but you can still put MJF on one on SmackDown, and you've basically got another uh, Seth Rollins within itself. A little bit different, but, I mean, you've got somebody that's like Seth Rollins on the other side um, instead of on SmackDown and would create a lot more. There's nobody like that, really, other than Roman. Yeah. But Roman's got – Roman's – I he's mean, like he's that, John, he's John he's Cena anti, at this point. He's, he's that anti-hate. Now, the thing that, like, when they when they destroyed RK-Bro a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and just kept beating them down, beating them down, beating them down, that was pushing that, that heel button a little bit harder going, True. we're still heels. Don't forget that because the crowd was going nuts, booing like crazy. Right. Now they're playing off the Randy uh, injury. I don't know if he's just taking time off or if he really has an injury. I don't know either. Do you think Cody has an open mic right now? The way he's talking, I've listened to all of his promos. It really sounds like he's just open mic. I think so. Because if they're writing it, they're doing a phenomenal job of writing it. Because he talks about his dad. I'm telling you, he is stuck on this whole point of coming back and completing this mission. He's winning the gold. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. Yep. And I think that's going to be determined here pretty soon. We know when. <laughs> that's right. He's winning in the SummerSlam. Right. A lot's going to have to transpire between now and then. You're doubting the power of SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't think that he beats Roman. I think that it's a new belt. I really do. The winged eagle. Yeah, I think the winged eagle's yeah. coming back. So you've got to—they've got to make that happen in sixty days, right? And I just don't know if they can. But I think that's why it's not a guaranteed title shot at Money in the Bank. It's just an opportunity to main event WrestleMania of next year. And you may not see Cody get that until then. So I don't know. He seems pretty happy one way or the other. Yeah. But um, well, he's not. Uh, he's not losing this weekend to Rollins. That makes no sense for him to lose to Rollins on the third match when he's already up 2-0. It makes no sense. I think this will be just, the third. Or the this will be the third. third match. Okay. He's going to finish him off in Hell in the Cell. Yeah. And that storyline is done. Yeah. And then he moves on. And it's, I, I mean, I don't see him letting him lose anytime soon. 
I really don't. Because I, I think he's the example. He's the example that Vince is like, I told you what I can do. I can make a superstar if sure. I want to make a superstar. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, I and it's worked. Every time somebody's left the company and come back, what's happened? You're exactly right. He's making the example. I don't know what his contract is, but he's making an example to all of AEW at this point. Yeah. I gave him what he needed to be able to come back and and work as he has so far since WrestleMania. And it's really been really good. Yeah. And so, you know, just like MJF, that he just say, look, I can do the same thing for you. Yep. I don't know how much money he's getting paid, but it, it you know, it could be the same amount. It could be more, but I can do the same for you. Yeah. And I think that they would probably give him an open mic, but he would have to He'd have to back it off. He's got to back off a little bit on some of his uh, religious stuff and some of his cussing. You know, they're not gonna they're not gonna allow that in the WWE. So no, I mean they would just immediately put him in a match with with someone like a Seth Rollins. That way, he can do a back and forth with them for as long as Cody has. And you know, he he's good enough on the mic to to be able to support that, right? As long as it's a back and forth. If it's to the crowd, it could be a different story. But if it's with somebody, um, that's the yeah, that's the step he, yeah. they need. But yeah, I agree. who knows? I and I had seen something not to get off the contract, but I had seen something where basically basically said, you know, WWE has basically just said, um, yeah, hey, all AE, all you AEW guys, watch what we're doing. Yeah. You can come back. Yeah. You know, so, um, no, you're right. You're hundred percent right. But you know, but contract wise, MJF, you know, just like the NFL guys, you can't, you can't be doing silly things and wanting to, you know, write your own story when you're under contract for 18 months to a year. I think that's what's so fascinating about his contract situation is he is like the first guy outside of the major sports that has presented this, well, I'm not happy with my current contract situation. I want to get paid. Yeah. And... I mean, that's kind of crazy, right? I mean, Adam, you've worked at Toyota for several years. What do you think would happen if you backed off the line tomorrow and said, I'm not putting another part on these cars until I get $5 more on the hour? I'll tell you exactly what would happen. They'd walk me out the door and there'd be my replacement the next day. Right, right. I mean, that's right. just how it rolls. The chain just keeps rolling. Yeah, and and and, and it's it's insane how that kind of stuff works. I'm really intrigued to see how it works. Does does Tony Khan cave and pay him now? Or does he make him work his contract out? I can tell you this. Vince McMahon would make him work his contract oh, out. No and if you're going to do this, I'll tell you what I'll do. You set your tail at home and I'll pay you for the next 18 months and your butt won't do nothing. He he's doing that with Ali. Yeah. Oh, he's doing that with Sasha and, and Naomi right yeah. now. He's doing the yeah. same thing. So yeah. you're right. Yeah. Vince would do that if Tony Khan has any kind of – he may earn some more respect amongst us four if he does that. Right. If he caves, 
He's he's even that much more baloney. Yeah. He'll he'll cave. I think he will. I, I guarantee he caves. Yeah. Because he know it's, he it's, knows he can't afford to lose MJF. Exactly. Yeah. Because if he loses MJF and he loses Cody, AEW's gone in three years. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, how it is. One more one more point. We'll move on. But Neil and I, this is another thing that we talked about the other day. AEW is not not moving the needle anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not continuing to grow their fan base. Their fan base is eight hundred thousand to nine hundred fifty thousand views a week, and that's it. Yep. Which is not bad. It's not bad, but you can't call yourself competition, right? If you can't consistently break that because there is zero competition on Wednesday nights now. Right. Did, did I see that they changed their times again to where they started? Was it last week or the week before they started like an hour before Raw or an hour before SmackDown? That that's Rampage. That's the Friday night show. It only okay. does maybe three hundred thousand. Yeah, and it's okay. recorded anyways because yeah. they record it they record after okay after Dynamite. But they still so everybody knows. To, you know, they, they still. They you know what? We're gonna we're gonna try to pick them up before they go into the other show yeah. because they were going after SmackDown. So ten o'clock on the East yeah, Coast. Yeah, no, that's not gonna work. On, even on a Friday night, I'm I'm out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you already know via the internet what happens anyway. Right. So. You can look anywhere on a Wednesday, yeah. well Thursday morning, and you yeah. know exactly what happened. Yeah. So it's 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 to be honest with you, they don't even need to have it on if they're if it's not gonna be live. Right. So I'd rather ring on or show on Friday nights other than Rampage. Yeah. No, I agree. So now, his contract, compared to somebody in the NFL, just like you said, he, he, his owner, basically, or the owner of his, his team, or, you know, the company, as we said, we think will cave because he knows he means that much to that company. And and not just not just in watching TV and knowing him, but in merchandise sales and you know meet and greets and everything like all the extras that pays AEW that much more money. The NFL guys are doing the same thing, and the owners, for the most part, are caving in. Yeah, because they know how much that guy means. To that team, yeah, you know, and, and merchandise sales especially because right. they make a exorbitant amount of money. But you know, as fans, we miss out on that stuff, right? Oh, like you want to look at the fact. So to me, the craziest thing about any of these types of contracts is baseball, right? There's no salary cap, so if they want to pay him five hundred million dollars over fifteen years. And I'm like, which I mean, that's got to be close to what Pujols signed with the Angels when he, he was the Cardinals. He was ten years, ten or eleven, yeah. ten year, hundred and something million. I mean, it was actually small chump change. I think Bryce uh, Harper's is the highest, isn't that correct? Bryce Harper got got one like twelve year, three hundred million, and then then they turned around and did Tatis. He's already been paid huge money, and and he's injured all, all the, the time. time. All the time. They paid huge money to Manny Machado. And I'm just thinking to myself, you look at Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, um, the Marlins, some of these smaller teams, 
You know what Kansas City Royals that went to back-to-back World Series, that you know what they've never done? They they've never paid anybody four hundred million dollars, and they Bay. got and they got a World Series. Tampa Bay. Right. Tampa Bay's been there. They just haven't you know capitalized. Right. But if you don't have a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers, and you know that there's really no chance you're going to win the World Series, why are you going to pay somebody four hundred million dollars? Yeah, I'm. Mike Trout is number one on the list. Yeah, four hundred twenty-six million dollars for twelve years. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would give Mike Trout every. I mean, Mike Trout's the one that pays for it, Mike, though. Mike Trout, but I mean, I Manny Machado and Tatis have not lived up to their deals. I think Tatis was pulled a little too early. Yeah. They pulled the trigger just a little. Too and you early. know, the funny thing about uh, like the Padres gave. Uh, Eric Hosmer, one of my favorite players. They gave him nine years, a hundred something million dollars. The Royals didn't pay him because the Royals knew he was washed up and he ain't done squat since he went to the Padres. That's what's the crazy part about this is, is your front office people, I would hold a lot of those people way more accountable of course. Oh, yeah. Because if you're coming to me and say I'm the general manager and you're coming to me and you're telling me, hey, I think Hosmer's worth nine years, blah, 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 blah. And I go, well, what the Royals offering? Uh, they offered him four years, $82 million. He's been in their organization for how many years? And you're wanting me to more than double the years and double the salary? Yep. Huh. You're fired. You know, you know, it, it reminds me of the Moneyball movie. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, solid movie. By yeah. The way. Don't get me wrong. That's only ten million dollars a year. Not money it, ball. Uh, Trouble with the curve. Sorry. Trouble with the curve. Have you seen that one? I've not seen I, that. I've seen money ball. I've not seen that. Trouble one. with the curve. Uh, Clint Eastwood. He's a. Uh, oh, yes, he's a I scout have. for the Braves. He's an older scout. Yeah. Right? And his yeah. daughter uh, finds this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. told him not to draft this guy number one, and he said he couldn't hit the the curveball, and they drafted him. She brings in this young stud off the streets. Pitcher. He strikes him out, and he goes, good God, he can't hit nothing, and he knows what's coming. And then he just looks at him and he goes, you're fired. <laughs> I do remember yeah, that movie. The great movie. Great movie. Sorry. No, you're fine. My point was, 9 or $10 million in baseball really is not very high. Right. So they're thinking, let's spread it out so many years, but you're still going to get yourself in a situation like the Reds are in with King Griffey Jr. Yeah. You know, they're still paying him $6.5 million He's each the year. the sixth highest paid player on their well, roster. Right, exactly. I mean, let's get this out there right now. If this podcast goes big, I want Ken Griffey Jr.'s agent. I want Bobby Bonilla's agent. Right, I Bobby want John Bonilla's Wall's agent. agent. I'll even take Deshaun Watson's agent. Now, in all fairness, John Wall wants to play, Come and on. they won't play him. Come on. Seriously. He does not want to play he, for Houston. He, he wants to play. They won't play him. They won't play him. I don't know why they're not playing him, but he wants to play. Now, if I would have said Zion wants to play, both of you would have attacked me immediately. Don't worry. Zion's is coming up. Oh, I think Zion wants to play, but He's will he cle- get his body in He's shape to be able to play? He's been cleared. He's been cleared by injury. Can he clear his mind enough to get himself ready to play in the NBA again? Because he's not ready at this point. And he wants a max deal. Yeah, and, no. And now, New Orleans will give it to him. Yeah, but here's here's what they're thinking, right? Because New Orleans is a NFL yep. owned 
team, right? They're thinking an NFL-like contract. They're going to give him a lot of money, but not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. And they and they are like I heard like seventeen times in the last two days on all these sports shows that I listen to when I'm driving around. And Windhorse knows what he's talking about. I don't like him though. I like him. I, I he is. Him, he's rode LeBron's coattails, and that's why he's got a job. Well, I mean, Wait, I, his, I job, his job at ESPN yeah. was to follow LeBron. Yeah, that's how he got his start. Yeah. He was with the Cavs, then he went with the Heat. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he ever went to LA. Well, he didn't have to because he made it big. Who's the other one? Uh, Woj, Woj, Wojcikowski or uh, whatever yeah. his name is. He's I, good too. I do like Woj. It's been said multiple times. That if he doesn't want to agree to a deal like that, and he says I want it all guaranteed, they're gonna let him walk. And you know where he's going, New York. Well, and, and he won't do them any good either, because unless they change their coach and change their culture, you can have all the guys there that you want to. It doesn't matter. Right. He has to prove himself, though. He's got to get healthy. Same way with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, it's well noted. That he doesn't work hard in the offseason to take care of himself. Charles Barkley calls him street clothes. It's one of my favorite nicknames. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, a lot of people make fun of Charles Barkley, but he knows what the heck he's talking about. Him and Shaq both. Him and Shaq need their own show. I'm not so sure about Kenny Smith. Yep. I think Kenny's just ingrained in that show at this point. But Charles and Shaq know what they're looking at when they see these guys. Yep. So one of the other rumors that I heard today, Colin Cowherd came up with this. I, I won't say it's a rumor, but this is Colin Cowherd's idea. He thinks that Brooklyn and the Lakers need to make a trade and trade Kyrie for Westbrook straight up. It gets Kyrie away from that whole situation. And it, it's and not it, the situation Kyrie hates. He wants to be paid, just like the same Zion – but the Nets are like the Pelicans. They're like, hey, you got to play. Well, if you don't play. And look. But the reason he was out not was talk- not his fault. Right. Not talking about the – like, I have no thoughts on the COVID shot. I don't care. If you took it, if you took it, great. If you don't, I don't care. He didn't get to play because he didn't take the COVID shot because the New York rules were that you couldn't be inside if you didn't take the COVID shot. Unless you played on a visiting team. If you played for the Golden State Warriors and came into the center – you could play with no shot. Yeah, which is a stupid rule. Yes. Right? I am a proponent. If you want to take the shot, take the shot. If you don't want to take the shot, don't take the shot. I, that, there's no reason for us to go anything into that. I, I could care less. I really don't care. Right. But it's absolutely absurd that a city had a rule in place like that to where that forces him not to do it. And the Nets are like, we're not going to pay you if you don't get the shot. And I'll be honest with you, that's against our – that is literally against our American beliefs to force somebody to do something. And we've done that all through this whole COVID thing. I don't like Kyrie Irving, but there's two things. One, he's great on the basketball court. And two, I think he has the right to choose to do what he wants to do with his body. Whether you agree with his stance or not, you gotta respect him. He stood his ground, yeah, and he didn't get the shot till they cleared him to play, yeah, and then he got cleared to play without even getting the shot because right. they changed the rule. Because they changed the rule, right? Yeah, yeah. New York changed the law, right? You know, because they're like, yeah, this is this is kind of stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I think that would be interesting. I don't think Kyrie wants to play with LeBron again. The, the only, but, but he actually said in an interview recently that he was stupid whenever he thought when he was in Cleveland and he wanted to go do his own thing. He's like, I was young and dumb. I screwed that up. I screwed that up. Sounds like he's growing up a little bit. Yeah. Well, finally. He, he finally figured out that the world is round and not flat. Right. <laughs> Once he had that realization, his life turned around. It's so funny. He's done an interview on that. And, it, and basically he said, I got into a rabbit hole on YouTube. And that's what drove him to it. It's you know, Of course, you know how it is. You get into YouTube or TikTok and it'll just take you down a path. And YouTube more so than anything else because it will absolutely read your algorithm to – you know, that to you believe anything. So the crazy part about the Lakers talking about contracts, nine players on their roster are free agents. All of the money is with LeBron, Westbrook, and A D. They all are over thirty or forty million dollars a year, right? Yeah. They have no draft picks until twenty twenty seven. Oh my goodness. None? None. They've traded them all the way in the Westbrook deal and in the Anthony Davis deal. No first round picks. Now they might have some second round picks, okay. but I mean those guys don't matter. I mean a lot. There ain't too many Manu Ginobili's out there, yeah. right? So, in order to get rid of Westbrook and his forty seven million, a lot of people speculate they're going to have to come off that twenty twenty seven draft pick, and they're like, at this point, you might as well because, I mean, what? What are you going to do five years from now? I mean, five years from now, they're on the verge of being the worst team in basketball for a long time. And it's LeBron's fault. LeBron's fault. 100%. Because when he got there, they had Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. They had a young court. Yeah. yeah. And he had them all traded yeah. for his guys to come in. Yeah. And here's the thing. Kuzma, close to being an all-star. Brandon Ingram is becoming a superstar. Randall has been an all-star. I forgot he was there, too. Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart. You know, all these guys are role players and and, and play in uh, Zubic, Zubac with the Clippers. Yep. You know, so they've traded all these guys away. I'm looking at it as a fact. If you would – oh, and uh, D'Angelo Russell, by the way, who's an all-star – Right in Minnesota, yeah. Who Minnesota is on the verge, yep. And they 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 are on the verge of being a, a dangerous team. Um, if you had the right coach, they would have knew how to knew what to do with those kids because they were young. They were young. I mean, they had they had three straight number two picks. Yep. And they were in the lottery pick six straight years. If you had the right coach and wouldn't know what to do, it might have been a different story right now. Because that'd be a heck of a lineup. It'd be interesting to go to NBA 2K and fix that lineup based off of what that is and see what they could do. So, you have the salary cap in the NFL that continues to go up every year based off of revenue and stuff, which is fine. You know, everything's going to go up. There's a few NFL players that I that I follow Smaller guys, right? Like guys that, you know, the big guys are not going to be really be on their on their social media. But there's there's one particular guy that him and his wife are on TikTok, and they're a fun follow. I mean, 
uh, I can't even tell you what his name is. He played for the Colts last year, and I think he just signed with the Browns. But, like, she documents how all this, like, her TikTok channel is basically, well, we moved here. We moved here because it's like each year he's on a one-year contract or whatever. But they're a fun follow. But he, he sat down one day and, and basically explained his contract out, how that how that works. And it was like, well, I got 5% that's got to go here. I got 10% that goes to my agent. I got 15% that goes here. And, like, by the time you take a million dollars and you break it down with everybody getting their cut and taxes and all that, his bring home of a million dollars is less than $200,000 on the year. So then we look at these contracts and we think, oh, my God, what's anybody going to do with $500 million? Well, if you look at it on that kind of scale, well, they bring home $2 million. I mean, it'd be more than that, obviously. Right. It'd be, I guess, $20 million is what it would be. Look, I mean, you know, just, if you looked at it on that kind of averages. They're getting paid in lump sum right. like, like, like somebody that wins a lottery. $500 million, they're going to get paid two hundred. Yeah. Over, you know, if you play the duration of that contract. Out. Right. Right. I just think it's impossible to look at someone and go, we're going to pay you $45 million for the next 10 years. Because here's what happens. Mike Trout. We'll use him as an example. For the next five years, he hits 50 home runs every year and 150 RBIs. His MVP three out of the five next five seasons. What happens five years from now? Going to have to pay him more money. He's going to want another contract. Yep. Right? Nobody wants to honor the contract that they sign. Yep. Rather than looking at that and being gracious of the fact that, man, I'm set for the next 10 years. I mean, $45 million a year. And I know that's not the number on his contract or whatever, but it's close, right? You said $426 million yeah. on, on 10 years, so you figure that's around $40 million a year Yeah. for the next, you know, and then that he signed that two years ago, I think. So. That's crazy, for 12 years. Yeah. So annual salary is uh, $35.5 million. Yeah. And that goes until 2030. Yeah. Yeah. How old is he now? Mike Trout. He's got to be getting upper he's 27. 20s. Oh, well, he signed it at 27. That was in 19. So, so I mean, he's so three he's years into 30. That. Yeah. 30. Yeah. Is he going to get another deal? I don't know. That's what's crazy about it. And then the NFL, you've seen teams like the Chiefs. They don't – they didn't necessarily put a number on Patrick Mahomes' contract. They just said, you're going to be worth – I forget the percentage, but you're going to be worth so many percent of our our, our salary cap every year. Yeah, I mean it. It averages out to about forty million a year for him, right? Probably. But but the reason being is, as the salary cap salary cap grows, that percentage will be a more and more everything. It's funny if you like. I didn't plan on talking about this, but I saw this recently. If you go back and you look at the last 10 Super Bowls, all of the Super Bowls that were won were by by quarterbacks on their first contract or 
Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has never been the highest paid quarterback. Right. Right? He makes more money now than he ever did in New England. Oh, yeah. Because winning was more important to him. And he's going to make more money just talking about the sport. Yeah. Well, not to mention the fact that at the end of the day, $20 million is still a lot of freaking money at the end of the, the end of the day. Right. And he's on so many commercials, and he's got all this other, and he's got his own brand. And his wife's a model. Right. She gets her own money. So, if I'm, if I'm the quarterback, and it's easy to say this because I don't have two nickels to rub together to do this, but if I'm the quarterback – and I know I'm the most important piece to this team. I gotta have that guy to throw the ball to. I gotta have that guy sacking the defense. Yeah. I gotta have that guy kicking field goals. And if I ask for more money every single year, I'm gonna lose more and more talent in all of these areas. I would totally be a Tom Brady. I would rather have more talent around me. Than the money. The problem is with Tom Brady and the Patriots, they suck at drafting players. So they kept drafting all these players, but they kept missing on them. Yep. Right? Every wide receiver. Uh, they every drafted, wide they receiver. I mean, they took Keneal, uh, uh, Keneal Harry over A.J. Brown. Yep. Right. And A.J. Brown just recently interviewed. He goes, I just knew I was going to the Patriots. I had a great workout with them. Everything worked. And he goes, I'm sitting here and he's. They're on the clock, and I'm like holding my phone. I'm just waiting, just waiting. And their clock's going down, and he's like, now I'm starting to get a little nervous. And he goes, when he got to about three minutes on the thing, he goes, this ain't going to happen. And then they come out and said Keneal Harry. And, I mean, he was crushed. Like, because he, he just knew he was going to the Patriots. Yeah. I, and pr- case proven, they screwed up on that one, right? Oh, no. Tom yeah. Brady went to Tampa because of the young talent. With the wide receivers. Weapons in general. Yeah. I mean, he had Edelman. No one else after that. Right. I mean, he had Gronk, But yes. Gronk was always hurt. But, I mean, you know, and, and you know, that's the only two guys. I mean, you know, Aaron Hernandez before he went loco. Right. <laughs> but but you, you're still not getting that superstar wide receiver for the best quarterback ever. Yeah. You know, even at that point, it was starting to be arguably the best quarterback ever. And he was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go to a place that I know I can throw the ball around. And it don't matter who I throw it to. They're going to catch it. And they went out last year and spent a ton of money. But they bought two tight ends for basically the same money. And, and one of them didn't even do anything. They're the same tight end. Yeah. They're the... They pay two tight ends that do the same exact thing. Right, rather than going and finding a, a top-notch wide receiver. For a young quarterback. Yeah. Going back to your point about, you know, they sign a they sign a contract, pretty much anybody. And after three or four years, and that's pretty much in anything, if they've had a season like they've, you know, needed to have to be able to have the possibility of tearing up a contract and start another one. My question is, is that something that their agents and, and agents in general have seen enough times that are like, just stay put, stay put. you'll get torn up. You know, uh, Le'Veon Bell was the, was the, um, Poster difference. <laughs> well, I, I, I want to say the difference to that because he set a whole season out. They yep. didn't tear his contract and up. And ruined his career. And, yep. and ruined his career. Yeah. 
So, you know, is is it the agents? You know that what the crazy that? part about that was? That was all over $2 million. Yeah, yeah, right. They were offering him 14 and he wanted 16. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, the NFL is not known to we pay just, running backs. We anyway. just talked about the kind of scale. So, we're talking $20,000, $50,000 difference yep. in, in, in that $2 million. If you look at what the government's going to get and all that stuff, it just didn't make sense. Because – if he doesn't leave the Steelers and can and stays with them, I mean, it changes the course of a lot of things. Yeah. So is it the agents that have learned that enough times to be able to do that? Or one aspect that I think is that people see, especially agents and players, coaches don't have this problem. Coaches can go wherever they want to. They'll just take a contract, put it in the shredder, and say, either you pay me more money or I'm just going to go to another team. Yeah. You know, and so, and that happens all the time. You know, especially in college sports. Um, the crazy part about that right there in the college sports is a coach can have a terrible season and get fired, and we're going to pay him $52 million to do it. A buyout, yeah. Like, right. Like, what are the. You telling me that they can't write a contract out that gives them, you know, a way out of that? You know, basically, you look at Calipari. Barring him pulling a Rick Patino with, you know, strippers and dancers and all this escort stuff, where it's a cause right. to fire him, if he, if we want him out, it's $52 million. And but he so- could leave tomorrow and go to the Lakers. No consequences whatsoever. Yep. Right. And that's and at this point, I mean, Nick Saban the, did it right. I mean, he issue. he did it when he went to Alabama. Yeah. There's no cause anymore. I mean, there there's I, there's going to be barely any rules to be broken anymore. Well, I mean, the NIL took most of those rules off the table. Right. Exactly. Except so for strippers. Just, except for strippers. You still can't do strippers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I, I just – I wonder where the concept came from, you know, of these professional players. Well, we all play games on our sport, right? So we talked a little bit about uh, the NCAA football yeah. last week on right. the show, right? When you're on that game as a coach, there are expectations, even on a video yep. game, of what you have to do yep. to to stay off the hot seat. Yeah. I just wonder what it would actually take on the game for you to get fired. Like, I've never just purposely tried to do that. I don't think I've ever been fired on a college football say. game. I've just always moved jobs. Right. Right. It would just be interesting to see. You should get Mason to try that. You said you bought him that for Christmas. You should tell him, say, look, just go in and lose every game Yeah. just to see how long it takes you to get fired on there. Because I have, like on the college basketball game, I would start with a small team. Yeah. I'd simulate the whole season, get to the conference tournament, and then play the conference tournament and go in and win it all. It'd yep. be like six and thirty going into the conference title, and then you get in as a sixteen seed with only uh, ten wins. Yep. 
and you're cutting down the nets. You know, because it's a long season. I didn't want to play that whole season. Right. With the college football, I would get tied up with I, – I would have six or seven different teams I would be running at the same time, and it took forever to go through a season. <laughs> you know, but it's like – it was like – So would you be a head coach? Because yeah. I hated doing the whole game. So I would just pick offense or defensive coordinator, and I would work my way up from there, from offensive coordinator. Yeah, no, I played the whole game. I, yeah. I was always a head coach, but, like, I would start out with Sean Kuyper, and then I would play through a season. And then, inevitably, my offensive coordinator, Adam, would leave. So then I'd start a team for you, <laughs> and then my D coordinator, Wes, would leave, and then I'd start a team for him. And the next thing I know, my whole coaching branch, we're, we're moving yeah. down through there, and – and you're constantly like I've got six guys that are all battling for the Heisman, and but it takes forever to play through a season like right. that. Right, and I and I never get all the way through it because I I get bored with it. I never got. That's one game I don't think I ever got bored with. Like yeah. it could be months later, and I could yeah. just fire it up and play all. Yeah, night. that's that's well, the reason. There's that a I went guy on TikTok that has got a PS3 with 2014. And he, he'll he come on there and he'll randomly select a team. like So I found him when he started with the Ohio Bobcats. And he says, game one of me trying to win the national championship with Ohio Bobcats, right? And he goes back and he adjusts the rosters to, to what they were. Well, I guess they are. He puts the names in and stuff like that. Yeah. Does all that. And it took him two seasons with the Ohio Bobcats to win the national title. And he plays on Heisman level. I mean, he's obviously really good at it. To take the Ohio Bobcats and win, go through an undefeated season and beat the Georgia Bulldogs in the in the title, and then he starts over. So he's done it with, like, Texas State and all these. And now he just did it again. It was the Mean Green. What is that? North uh, Texas. North, North Texas. Texas. That's who he started. He just started with the North Texas again. So do you all follow bar, Barstool Sports any at all? I, I was just getting ready to say the same thing. Big Cat on Barstool Sports during COVID. That's what he did. Like, every night he was on Twitch playing NCAA 14, and he had a following around him. Yeah. Like, people were logging on to Twitter to see if his video game football team watched, won or lost. I watched every one of them. I, I watched the national championship every time he posted Coach it. Coach Doug's. Coach Doug's, yeah. So how many minutes did he play in the quarters? What was it, eight? I think he played normal game on high. If he wasn't on Heisman, he was on the one below that. And he he had people around him, like in the oh. lounge, just cheering him on the whole time. You know, he won it with Tennessee, and and everybody was in their Tennessee checkerboard uh, orange and white, and they threw confetti at the end when they won the national yep. champion. He won it with uh, University of Miami. He won it with Toledo twice. Twice, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's. I mean, it, so he's really good at it. Uh, it, 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 no, there was times that he was really bad at it too, yeah. and you're like, why, why? You know, he's going, why am I doing this? You know, I mean, he got to the point where he was playing at night and he was whispering in the mic, and so he wouldn't wake the baby. Don't wake the baby, <laughs> yeah. You know, and so that and was, was the that's was what talking. made fourteen that much more popular again mm-hmm. was COVID, yeah. and. That's the reason. Well, the and then reason the, I the, that. just the fact that it's it's coming back out. It's coming right? back out. Yep. But and, you know, once you now I'm going to have to upgrade systems though because it's you're going to have to upgrade yeah. systems. Yeah. You need to upgrade systems anyways because it shouldn't take you three days to download hockey. Yeah. Well, it has to stay logged in. And <laughs> you were turning it off. 
Though I wasn't turning it off, but I would turn it back to TV and then forget about it. Oh, and you have yeah. to go back and keep it active. Yeah. And I kept forgetting to do that. And just a note for people out there that do listen to this that does not have a newer Xbox. Personally, I would not buy the black Xbox that can still take disc. I would buy the digital one, then get the memory card, and yes, it still it, it still equates to the same price as the black. You have a little bit more storage. Everything's digital at this point. Yeah. Who, uses, who uses a disc? I, I couldn't tell you last time I bought. I've a got game a few. I got a few games that are like that, but but mostly I download. And, and I subscribe Mason to the Game Pass. Yeah. He, he can play anything. Yeah. You know. That's what, nine ninety nine a month or something like that? It, so, yeah, nine ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine. It's Xbox. still worth it. Yeah. You're an Xbox guy. I'm an Xbox You're an guy. Xbox. I was an Xbox guy and then I moved to PS four and I haven't upgraded since. I've yeah. been PS four. Yeah. Because I've never got the red ring of death with the PS four. The PS here's the problem. You can get I got the red ring of death on my three sixty and I fixed it. Uh, watching YouTube videos. The Red Ring of Death. Yeah. Have I've you, not heard you've this. You've never heard. You know how it goes green when you turn Xbox on. The, on. No, it's the 360. The, 360. the Xbox Ones and stuff don't do no, that. But right. the 360 did that. It would go green all the way around when it was powering Right. Up. If you see that red ring, it's not coming on. So they called it the Red Ring of Death. <laughs> Which you used to not be able to fix it. Don't stare at it too And long. So, I, so I fired it up and I was playing it. Then playing the 14. And then I went out one day and it did that. And I'm like, fudge. And I was like, hmm, now what do I do? I think he was going to run. I thought, oh, no. I don't talk that kind of way. So I looked up on YouTube videos and followed it step by step, and it fixed it. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's pretty. It's pretty amazing neat. what you can find on the Google machine. Dude. <laughs> I, hey, so yesterday morning I get up. And my ice maker, or the water in my refrigerator, the water line was frozen, coming out. I was like, well, that's weird. That's never happened before. So I was like trying to, wouldn't come out. I was like, well, I don't have time to fix it this morning. And so I watched a couple of YouTube videos yesterday and kind of figured our filter needed to be changed. So I think that equated to that. So by the way, if it tells you to change the filter, you better change the filter. Change the filter. Because I kept pushing it off. But... Like, there's a kit that you can get that you put hot water in this tube and you shove the tube up into the water thing and you push that hot water up in there to flush the line out. Hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I don't have that. So I took a coat hanger, straightened it out, got it hot on the end, and pushed it up the hole, melted the ice, and just fixed it. Huh. So. That's how I learned to fix my dryer was on YouTube. It was... Hey. It was heating up. It was working, but it wasn't heating. Yeah. I looked. I was like, I think it's a heating element. Of course, we're all married. My wife was like, are you sure you can fix that? Yeah. I was like, I watched a YouTube video. Yeah. I, mean, tell you, I can't tear it up. There, I've done it twice. There is <laughs> one thing now. that my family will tell you, I can fix it. Yeah. I'll figure out a way to fix anything. Yeah. And I've done that. You know, my, That was my dad. My that, If there was anything that I took from my dad, it was the ability to fix things because it was always somebody has to hand him the tool. Guess who that was? It was always me. And of course I always just kind of learned on that. And it's kind of one of those things, crazy story. I know we are way off the rail. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's our podcast. It's we good do stuff. What we want. 
But a few years ago, our ice maker froze up in our old refrigerator. We wound up having to replace refrigerators. And so the guy comes out, and Elizabeth was at home. I, was, I wasn't there. And he was literally sitting in our kitchen floor watching YouTube videos, trying to figure out how to get this ice maker open, <laughs> right, to get it out. Didn't know how. So I come home, and he had broke the ice maker. Like, he was trying to yank it out of there and pry yeah. it out of there. He literally broke it. So when I opened the door up and the ice maker, the whole thing was just hanging down. It still wasn't loose, yeah. but he had broke the piece that held it up. Well, I called Lowe's, and I mean, I was madder than a wet hornet because I'm like, hell, it was already broken. Now you've made it worse. So he ordered a new part, and it came in. Well, that's why he was there, right? So the, he left the part. So we're sitting at the dinner table, and I've got this piece sitting on the table right next to me. And we're eating, and I'm looking at it, and I'm studying it, and I'm looking, and I'm studying. And I pulled up YouTube videos, and I saw exactly the same thing he was seeing. And I'm like, does not make sense? But there's so many different variations to these. No, like yeah. Yesterday, when I was trying to watch LG videos, there were, oh. there were water filters in places that I've never seen water filters before, right? So I picked this piece up and I'm sitting there and I'm holding it. And I was like, huh, I wonder what this button does. And I hit the button and it pops open like like Pac-Man's mouth. Hmm. And I was like, huh. I got up, walked over to the refrigerator, opened it up, hit that button. It popped, fell out in the floor, put the new one up, plugged it in. Five minutes later, we had ice making. And, Solid. and so I took pictures of it. The guy calls my wife the next day. And he goes, I'm going to try to come back and fix it and, you know, take another gander at it. I said, buddy, I fixed it. And he goes, would you mind telling me how? And I was like, <laughs> I said, is this your cell phone? He goes, and I said, yeah. And I said, I'll send you some pictures. And I sent him the pictures and he, he texted me back and he goes, man, I never would have figured that out. And I was like, it's just one of those things I had to do. I just, I had to process it. Sometimes you can't be afraid to hit buttons. Yeah. If it's already broke, especially, yeah. What, well, yeah. what more damage you going yeah, to do? Yeah, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, this this button serves no purpose. And I was like, well, I just hit it. Unless it's the big red button that says, do <clears throat> not press this button. Right. By all means. Yep. Right. Do what you need to yeah. do. I mean, I, I do the same thing at work. People will walk up to me all the time like, how do you know how to fix this? Like maintenance equipment. Trial and error, and, man. And that's why I tell myself, man, I just get over and hit buttons. Whichever one that works, I know the next time. You'll need yeah. to cut this part out so Toyota knows. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Hey, Toyota knows. There's been times I've hit the wrong button. But I'll learn for next time. Hey, hey don't hit that he button. Probably, he can pick the phone up and call the supervisor and go, what do I do with this? And they go, well, just hit a bunch of buttons and see what works. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. They wouldn't even know what buttons I was talking about. <laughs> no. <clears throat> but yeah, it, it, it's just kind of funny, like on the the whole trial and error part of it. So I don't even remember where we were at on the contract. Somehow we got off to repairing appliances. So because we're dads, I, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's what it is. It's it's just one of those things that you know fixing things just kind of comes with the territory. And I, honestly, that's some of my my most proud moments is when my wife or my kids come to me with something, Dad, can you help me fix this? And then I'm able to fix it. And, of course, I don't know 
the the necklaces, the knots in the necklaces. Do y'all get those? In a in a in the little bitty chain. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, That's what I was gotta, trying to say. You got to go get the the All needles the and, and just you know that. And I'll do those because I love knots, right? Like yeah. I like I love puzzles and stuff like that. And my wife will go. I don't even understand how quick how you can do that so quick. And I was like, it's understanding the puzzle. You know, you got to look at it, study it, see where the moves got to go. It's all about the first move. Yep. You get the first move right, it's it's easy after that. So, yeah, there's an extent to where I can't do that because you know, like sitting a Rubik's cube in front of me, forget it. But now something like that, yeah, I'll get it figured out. Yeah, I saw a YouTube or a uh, TikTok the other day that had a piece of paper on it. That shows you exactly how to solve a Rubik's cube in eight moves. In eight moves, it's all a repetitive. It's all repetitive. You go oh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. She was a boom. I mean, just like <laughs> sixty seconds was done. Well, like, do you think we have listeners that don't know what a Rubik's cube is? I mean, y'all are. Do you know what a Rubik's cube oh. is? I've tried to figure them out. Okay, thank you. I thought I would love to know. So here's a challenge to you. If you don't know what a Rubik's Cube is, you need to go to Facebook or Twitter and tag us in the post and say, I don't know what it is. I'd be shocked if we get that. I would be shocked. But, I mean, nowadays everything's on the phone. Like, if you're around any teenager and below. Yeah, they probably have the Rubik's Cube app where you just. If there is not not a TikTok video with a Rubik's Cube, they might not know what it is. Right. My wife thinks I'm on the phone all the time anyways. But so get back to contracts. How if long did you, you sign knew, a contract with your wife? If you <laughs> forever. I'm, I'm in year twenty two and I can't forever. And it's wonderful. <laughs> I'm in year five and I'm looking for a bonus. We'll make Come sure on. to clip that one and put you that should, one on Facebook. You should go to her and say, you know, we're five years into this now. I think it's time to renegotiate the contract. Unless you pop out another kid, I'm going to have to sit out for a bigger contract. I mean, <laughs> see, see where it gets us. Hey, like, uh, Chloe quit on the sports side on her way, so now you need another female yep. to try to take the, you know, take the uh, Williams sisters path in tennis or something like that. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll adopt somebody that's just a stud athlete. First right. of all, he needs to get a basketball goal. That, that's uh, I, I, I took care of that. Oh, it's oh. Care of. You bought a new goal? <laughs> no, I didn't <laughs> buy a new goal. He fixed but, it. Adam <laughs> is the number one cheapskate on the planet. But my uncle, who His wife drives city. a car from 1976. Has 400,000 miles on it. <laughs> that Pinto, it's been great. Bless her heart. Gosh, that station She's like, you know, amazing. it's really hard strapping the kids on the hood of the car. Got the wood chuck down the side. Kids get in my car and they're like, what are these things? They're seatbelts, kids. Your mom's car don't have those. <laughs> right. Put the first one across, then take the second one and put it across your lap. <laughs> but my aunt and uncle live in the same subdivision. Their kids are grown. Well, Allie, she's a, she'll be a sophomore this year. Don't really play much outside anymore. So he was, he texted me. He was like, "Hey, come get this ball go." It's like, all right. I mean, it's free. All right. So I walked over. Put it in the back of my cousin's truck. We drove it over. Kids get a new ball go. Nice. Yep. Perfect. Nice. So I didn't realize that Allie that plays on our high school team yeah. was kin to you. I didn't yeah. know that. 
The girls told me that. And yeah. I was like, he's from West Virginia. How the flip does he have family here? Yeah, my my dad and Allie's mom are brother and sister. Huh. Yep. And there's were, the connection. Were they here first? Growing. Yeah. Yeah, they were down here. And that's that's kind of how I got down here. My, my uncle, he's the one that told me, hey, Toyota's hiring if you want to put in for it. So I put in for it. I lived with them for about six months, got my own place. Rest is history. That's cool. Small and world. Ashley brought you to church. No. No? No. Well, she I, was coming to church beforehand. Was you coming to church beforehand? Yes. I did not know that. She was sitting in the middle. I was sitting on the far left. We'd never seen each other. And then it turns out she lives in the same subdivision as my aunt and uncle, who I lived with, had no clue we were even around each other all this time. That's so funny. We should do an origin story one time on a podcast. Tell how we all met and did all that stuff. Are we sure we want to do that? <laughs> I mean, mine's pretty interesting. <laughs> I, mine's pretty interesting, for sure. Well, that's interesting. So I, I didn't know. The first time yeah. I ever met you, you were already dating her, I think. Yeah. You might have even been married by the first time I met you. I mean, you. Let, let's be honest. We moved really fast. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that's okay. We, we were dating... We started dating October. We were engaged February. We were married in April. I mean, it's called that's called love okay. at first sight. Okay. Well, since we're since we're going there, Elizabeth and I met the first the first week of January. Got engaged on Valentine's Day. Was married in October. Solid. We've been together twenty two years. It'll be twenty three this year. And everybody said that it wouldn't last. And I bet we've known. We stopped counting at 25 friends that got married and divorced in the time frame we've been together. Wow. And everybody said that ours wouldn't last. She won't let me leave. I mean, it's not like I haven't tried, but. <laughs> contract. Contract has came contract. up yet. <laughs> contract. Till death do us part. She will Don't not renegotiate. She won't need renegotiate. She's like, yeah, the quicker you're, you're dead, the better. You know? <laughs> you're talking about the book. With the red cover <laughs> that says marriage, yeah. and then you have to just sign the back before you're able to read any yeah. of it on right. the inside. Yeah. You don't read any yeah. part of that. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I don't even get to see the table of contents. Nope, just trust me. You okay. just sign here. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, you're okay. Yeah, and that's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. God, that's so, boring. Girl. So, I mean, last, you combine airs and it's barely a year before yeah. we know. How long do you and Shelly know each other? Oh, Lord. Uh, she was 15. Oh, gosh. This podcast just took a turn. <laughs> and you were how old? 31. I was, uh, so I'm three years older. So, I was the, I was probably 18 at the time. She, we, I was a that, senior. She was a freshman. But there see, is no way you're only three years older than her. But see, back then, that was completely legal. Well, and we lived in the same subdivision. She'd, probably, so, so, sort she'd of already been married and divorced twice by then. <laughs> she had already been arranged yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Daddy you know, sold her off for a cow. A little cattle farm. But, you know, it's been, you know, and it's one of those high How long have you been married? Uh, we have been married 21 years yeah. in June. Um, so you got married in 2000? Or, yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and we're together. No, I guess it'd be 2001. Then, and yeah. we're together five years, six years before that. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, you know. But the senior and freshman thing, I mean, that's not bad. 
You see that all the time. It's it, and it's funny that when you say senior freshman, you you don't think of it as eighteen and fifteen. Right. 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 Yeah. That's what's the crazy part about. Yeah. It I is. mean, and, and right because um, I was held back in second grade to mature a little bit, so that made me eighteen. Like a lot of them are anymore, you know, when yep. they're a senior. Yep. So it made me 18, and she was still not driving yet, you know. So it's kind of like, you know, now, Lord, if my daughter was in that boat, I'd be like, that's okay. You can go to your room and just close your door, yes. you know. But, and that and that was just 20, that was only, that was just 25 years ago, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was, there was a lot of difference. It was in the 90s. Nobody cared in the 80s. Yeah. That's why it was so great to grow up in the 80s and the 90s, because for the most part, nobody cared, and everybody got along for the most part. So. Now it's totally different. You see this float around. I know you all have seen this multiple times. It's so funny. In the 90s. Don't get on the internet and meet a stranger. Don't get in the car with a stranger. And now we get on the internet to find a stranger and take a ride in their car. Right. Uber. You know? Yeah. Goes against everything we were raised to believe. Right? I mean, it's just like you just as well go ahead and take the candy from the dude in the van. So, I don't know. It's it's so funny. I've not done an Uber. I've never done an Uber. No, me neither. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I want to be in that situation. I, I I will drive or I will rent a car when I fly. There's a reason I bought a parking pass at SummerSlam. Yeah. Because we're going to drive <laughs> and get in the parking spot and get in our car and probably wait in traffic and talk about SummerSlam and, yeah. and go back to the hotel. Yeah. Not go from the hotel in an Uber that somebody I don't know. Yeah. And go to the stadium, and then get back in another Uber, and come back. Yeah. Who knows where they're going to take me? Yeah. Right. Now I'm I'm like you. I'm like. And you. everybody that and everybody that. that is twenty and un, twenty one and under right now, maybe twenty four and under right now, are going. Are you crazy? Why you, don't care about it? Just get in an Uber and go. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. There's a Uber drivers out there. Of course, they record everything. Right. There's no way that I would do that because the way they're treated and the the tricks that people pull on them, they'll stop, they'll stop the, the the route in the middle of the route, and then it pops up, and then they're like, "Well, I mean, you've got to turn that back on if you want to continue to ride. Otherwise, you got to get out." And they get so hateful. Well, just go on and take me. I'll pay you cash. I can't do that. It's this is all recorded. Yeah. Right. Calling them racist and doing all like, there's no way I would do all that stuff. That's craziness, absolute craziness. I don't feel like we got as much contract talk in there as we wanted to. <laughs> but well, I mean, we did though yeah. because we talked contract of life. Yeah, yeah, we we did. That, that's for sure. But if you were uh, what before we got into the dad talk, and you fixed the machine, yeah. If you were the one person that could fix my, that machine. And you wanted a contract, would you just say, look, I'm the only one that can fix this machine. Yeah. So you're going to have to tear that contract up and make another contract for me. That's basically what these NFL players are doing. But they're not the only one that can do that position. You know, there's, there's, they might be the best of it at the time, but 
you know, there's going to be somebody else that's going to be just as good or better than them. Yeah. So I think that's why you're starting to see, and correct me if I'm wrong, but starting to see people get traded in the middle of a contract, then he threw me off because I know he's recording and I got my hat off and I'm going to look like a conehead like I did oh. three <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wonder if that's going to be a change for the better, maybe, well, uh, that these that these guys get traded to a team that maybe they won't be the better at. Yeah. Well, and I think you're – I think you're seeing some of these teams too that step up and be like, "We're not paying you four hundred million dollars." Yeah, you're, you know, I mean, they can pay ten guys for that, and it's just, I think it's. I would love to know how they determine what their worth is, right? Because I mean, in baseball particularly, yeah, there's not many. There's not many guys out there that are like Mike Trout. Right, right. That that's a genuinely a five tool player. Um, that where he's can hit for average, hit for power, steal bases, you know, d- play great defense. There's not many of those guys out there. Mookie Betts is one of those guys, right? Yeah, he's number two on the list, by the way. But but Harper Harper's not that guy. H- Harper plays average defense. He doesn't have a great batting average, but he hits for power. Yeah, uh, Manny Machado is not that guy. Tatis doesn't play enough to to be that guy. I think they thought he was going to be that guy because he was sort of that guy in in Baltimore. Yeah, um, but he bulked up, and then and just because he thought I'm gonna I'm gonna be that power guy, and never did work out for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still still a great player. Oh yeah. I just don't know that he's a three hundred million dollar player. Agree. And. Uh, you know, like the Braves, they got in early and signed Acuna and Albies both to like seven, eight year deals for hundred plus million on each. They're they're cheaper cheaper salaries on those two. But I mean, I don't know. You you don't see the baseball players get to the point where they are. Uh, Holding, holding them hostage like they are in the NFL and stuff. Um, but baseball is a little different yeah. setup, right? Because you, because in baseball you have arbitration, which mm-hmm. kind of holds the players hostage for a little while, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know exactly what year it is, but it's like year five maybe before they can even test free agency. Yeah, and they got to go through the arbitration, and and it's. Arbitration's almost another word for a franchise tag, okay. right? Because they're going to be like, okay, okay, I'll do one more year at this salary. But, I mean, they can't hold them to that. They don't have to sign that deal. Right. But it makes more sense for them to sign that deal. But then they're going out and they're playing for it, you know? The NBA, though, like, that money's all guaranteed. Yep, yeah. Regardless if you're on the team or not, like we talked about earlier, you know Westbrook with a forty-seven million dollar deal. If the Lakers let him go tomorrow, they got to pay that forty-seven million. How long has it been since Lou All Dang's been in the NBA? He was like the fourth or fifth highest-paid Laker this year at thirty million, because they still owed him from years ago. 
I don't think he's played since 2014, 15, maybe. That's insane. How does that happen? And well, of course, how does Griffey still get paid? How does Bonilla still get paid? I mean, the Mets did the right thing. He, They had an exorbitant contract. He wasn't being able to produce. Hey, I tell you what. Let's restructure your contract. We'll pay you a million dollars for – because a million dollars for them is a drop in the bucket. Yeah. I mean, that's a rookie, you know. And so they're just paying a rookie each year for the next uh, however many years. You know, I think he's got maybe six or eight years left on that deal. Yeah, it's up to around 30 or 31, I think. So, you know, and Griffey's falls off in two years, two or three years or something like that. So why wouldn't you just go on and just pay that off and get it done? I would agree with you, but maybe 50 or $60 million is more of a hit as the salary cap, you know, situation in, in NFL is than, you know, than just spread it out and just yeah. say, hey, we'll just pay you this much, you know, be an ambassador for us, you know. Uh, of course, I don't see Bonilla, um, you know, around with the Mets very much anymore, but yeah. – you know, you He's just sitting at home waiting for Bobby Bonilla. Exactly, baby. that's exactly <laughs> yes. right. Five the, million is how the much NBA... Luol Deng made this year. And how long has it been since he's been in the league? He signed. He hasn't played since 2019. He was a, he was a coach of a national team in 2020, and still get paid by the Lakers. When this topic came up, and me and Neil were talking on the phone, the NBA was the one that mind boggles me. Because baseballs are exorbitant. And they're, uh, it, it, it's silly. But they are putting it out for 10, 12 years. Yeah. So year to year, it's not, it's not crazy to think Mike Trout is worth $37 million for that year. The NBA is giving guys max deals of $100-plus million dollars and they're a role player. Yeah. Yeah. They're not a starting five. If they are starting five, they might be a starting five to play 10 or 15 minutes just because, oh, he just starts. Well, right. a you couple know. of years ago is when they made that huge bump in the salary cap in the NBA. And they were literally paying guys like Terry Rogier is getting paid over $20 million a year. Yes. And I remember there were a few players that got stupid contracts that play 10 minutes a game. Right. And it's just because they had to, I mean, it's almost like, well, I got to spend that money somewhere. So I'll just do it. And it's, it's insane. Of course, you don't really have the low spending in the other sports that you do in baseball. Like it seems to be more intentional in baseball. Because Oakland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, maybe even Cleveland, Detroit, some of these teams, they know they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Right. Super Bowl. The World, World Series. Series. We, we, we knew what you meant. And it's getting late. The Jellos kicking right, in. Right. You took your melatonin. Yeah. So, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to think. But you understand why those teams aren't spending a lot of money. But they're always going to be bottom feeders that way. Right. And as a fan base, 
The Reds fan base is a pretty solid fan base. What the way they were done this year, though, I mean, that's sad. Yep, it really is sad. You trade away all the all these players right before the season, and then the president comes out and says, "Well, you know, if we had a decent place to play in the the right kind of city, we could maybe compete, but we don't." make the money here in order to be able to pay players. And it's like, you butthole, you wouldn't pay them anyways. Right. Even if you had the money, you wouldn't do it. And that was the thing with the Bengals for a long time. They they were always seen as that team that's not going to play their – not going to pay their guys. Exactly. Their ownership is the same way. Right. Mike Brown doesn't know how to run – doesn't know how to run it. And, you know, he <laughs> – he better figure it out. He soon better figure it out quick. You're Joe right. Burrow and Jamar Chase are coming. Oh and yeah. T Higgins. T Higgins is going to come up. Yeah. Too. T Higgins has got one more year or two more years, and they're going to have to, they're going to have to pay him yes. or let him go. You don't um, let T Higgins go. I, you wouldn't think so, but number twos can go somewhere else to be the number one on another team real quick. And, I, and here's an interesting thing that you you might see happen. The Rams are doing it different than everybody else. They are. They're looking at it like the Lakers. The heck with the draft picks. Yep. We're, we're playing for now. The difference is is the Rams' management seems to know what they're doing. Uh, they cashed in. They won a title. They did. And yeah. it, so it, it, it worked, right? Off. Same with Tampa Bay. So you're going to see some teams try to follow that. The worst part about it is they're probably not going to – like not everybody's as good as that. Right. You've got to be able to look at it and go, we need OBJ. That he's a missing piece that we need. Right. Or we need um who's the who's the safety that they traded for a couple of years from Jacksonville? Oh, uh Jalen Ramsey. Yes. Yeah. They needed they needed Jalen Ramsey, right? But Jalen Ramsey got a new deal, but what did he do? He didn't go for the bank. Right. He knew he wanted. He knew he was in the right spot. He got paid, but he didn't. You know, you know, break the bank. Aaron Donald's wanting to break the bank. Yeah, and he, I don't know that they can afford to pay him. He deserves every penny, though. And he does. Yeah. But the way they've done it. Yep. Somebody's not getting paid. It's going to be him, or it's going to be Cooper Cup. Miami's doing the same thing. But they're doing it on a far different scale than LA did, because they traded for Tyreek. But then they've signed five or six running backs just to figure out, oh, which ones, which one fits, yeah. you know. And they've signed some more. They've signed some offensive line guys. They've signed some defensive guys. They're kind of doing the same thing they are. But it's it's just like, guys, wait a minute. You're not you're not doing it the smart way that LA is doing it. You're just, you're just, yeah. And you know what? They still don't have a quarterback. Well, yet to be seen. I mean, we all talked about the clip uh, that came out that he way underthrew him. But then there was another clip that came out that Tyreek did, and maybe it was edited correctly. I don't know, but it was it was twenty five yard routes maybe a little bit further, sometimes in. And, I mean, he was hitting him in stride every time. Yeah. You know, you don't have to just bomb it every time. The best interview was after he got traded, talking about how accurate Tua was. Like, 
like Patrick Mahomes wasn't accurate. Yeah, it, right. I mean, accurate. Freaking Patrick Mahomes could be blindfolded and hit you thirty years every That's yards exactly down the right. down the field. Because yep. I, mean, I mean, I can just imagine him being blindfolded, knowing that Tyreek's running down the field, going one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, go, boom. You know, I like. That's the talent that Mahomes has. There's only one quarterback that I see in the NFL that can roll out and throw it sidearm. You know, he sees the guys coming, and he throws it out here to where you're going, Who, who's going to catch that? Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, bam, yeah. there's Hardman or or, yeah. or Pringle or whomever it was at the time. Yeah. And he, and he threw it sidearm. I mean, you're the like, no-look pass that he had his rookie season – Against uh, well, I say rookie season, but the first season he played yeah. the no look pass against the Ravens, where he's looking over here and he throws it to the left and it's a on a dime, you know. So it's kind of kind of crazy on that part of it. I, so you know, to get back to the contracts one last time, I don't like the max deals in the NBA. But is the NBA making that much money to be able to afford those contracts? Because they are a global sport. Yeah, they're probably when you think the about only. There's only twelve sport. players on their team. Fifteen, My, but I mean, there's twelve yep. active roster players. I mean, you know, the, it, they're just as big here. Uh, they're just as big in China as they are here. Uh-huh. And there's a reason they don't want to talk about all the money they're coming in from China, um, or or not make China mad because they are bringing in millions and billions of dollars from China because yep. they sell so much stuff over there. Not so much, you know, the the Major League Baseball is trying to do that by bringing in some Japan and China uh, yeah. Chinese players. Um, nobody's fitting the mold like Ichiro did. Yeah. You know, Otani is the closest thing to uh, it. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, you know, the only other sport that's global like that is soccer. And they still don't have – I mean, they've got crazy contracts in Europe and in Spain, but – in the European league and in the Spanish leagues, right? Italian leagues, they they can't pay. They can't do that here, you know. So, which is how here. But in they're the still ML- not as big right. as the NBA here in the MLS. That's why we get Wayne Rooney when he's thirty five. Right. That's why we're getting Messi in twenty twenty three. Right. When he's an old man, because we can't afford those contracts. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The one thing they can offer is here have thirty five percent of the club. Yep. Yeah. And because they don't sell, they're not going to sell the merchandise and the jerseys and fill the seats quite the way that these others do. Soccer's the fastest growing sport in America. They've been saying that. I'm, I'm glad you're saying that. And I wish Neil was here for this because they've been saying that for 20 to 30 years. Yeah. Stop. It, 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 okay, it's great. It might be the fastest growing sport. Prove it to me. Right. You know, I, I don't see – I think the NBA is the fastest-growing sport. It, it And it's not just it, – yes, it's basketball, but it's the fastest-growing sport because you're starting to see it trickle over into college, and I bet you see it more trickle over into college now that the NIL is in place because you've got people like Oscar that, that came from the Congo – you know, that played at West Virginia, did transfer to Kentucky. But you're going to see more players like that that either just played a professional season or maybe not even got into that professional season and come over here because they know they can go ahead and get the money 
which is going to make the NBA grow, and it's already worldwide. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 a soccer guy. I've played soccer all my life. I like watching watching soccer. I understand it. I think it's, it's incredibly exciting. It's not the fastest growing sport. The reason we say it's the fastest growing sport in the United States is because we want it to be something big here, and we foobar it all the time. Because our World Cup team, it never gets it done. It, it, they never get it done. And if they get to the round of 16 or the round of 8, I mean, people are going crazy. Yes. Nuts. Well, and the one thing that soccer does do is you've got spring soccer, you got fall soccer. So it's basically year-round it's soccer. year-round. You don't there. have year-round football or t-ball or basketball. Right. But Very the soccer, soccer is. And – I mean, you just come through so, uh, uh, flag football and t-ball with the boys, yep. and Max already wants to play soccer. Yep, and basketball. And basketball, yep. right? So, I mean, it, it's – but, I mean, he can play soccer year-round. I've, right. I've got a really good friend who his son plays soccer year-round, and it's going to be on, like, the uh, – 12U Olympic team or something like like it like he's good apparently I mean yeah. but I mean but they you, live on a soccer field that, and I've been there I've I was there from age ten to about age fourteen fifteen years old we were there fall going uh, fall spring going to Ohio to play going to Tennessee and play. Going to Georgia to play. Yeah, that's what he does. I, you know, I, I, we've been there with and that's Mason. Not, that's not even counting school. That's not counting school. Right. You know, they, that's you, just travel ball, right? That's just yeah. travel ball. And in the midst of all that, you're trying to put in middle school when that started, high school when that started. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been there. He's The only reason I wouldn't change that is because he's met an incredible amount of people. And to keep up with those people, that's invaluable. Um but basketball is the same way, right? Now, yeah. you know we we've got a we've got a a young well we've got three young players out of high school right now that play year round basketball. You know they're they're at, they're playing. You know there's there's one in Myrtle Beach right now playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know it's it. I just think that basketball and is football that would over. be that too. If there was a place in Kentucky that they could play indoor football year round, right? right? right. Yeah, there's not a there's not that place. There's an indoor soccer facility in Lexington. There's you know indoor baseball training places. Of course, basketball all over the place, right? Right. But they don't have that football, and I think that's one reason why our high school football isn't like a lot of these. Because I mean, you go down to Texas. Right. I mean, they they got freaking facilities that are probably competing with UK. Yeah. For high school. I have a cousin that coaches in Alabama, seven A ball in Alabama, top as you can go, and that's how he runs his program. Is like a small college, yeah. and he'll yeah. tell you that he'll say, "I run it like a small college. We work out before school, we work out after school." Yeah. And they just got he just got approved for a new indoor practice facility. We're talking to high school. Indoor yeah. practice facility yeah. for football. Yeah, but how many guys has he got going to college? Not many yet because it's like a rebuild school yeah. that he took over. But, I mean, he sent, he sent kids to college. He's got a kid at UK from his old job 
Khalil Saunders is his name. He's the defensive end. Yeah. So, I mean, he produces talent. Yeah. Alabama, I'm sure. Yeah. What <laughs> You would produce talent right. down there. Yeah, for sure. Well, <clears throat> Wes doesn't like the pledge. I don't know if you picked up on that last <laughs> week or not. Well, no, it, was, it was cut out. Did I cut that out? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, think so. Yeah. No, the, the pledge was on there. The pledge. But I may have cut out the part where – where uh, there was a five to ten minute section that I had it paused. Yes. And Neil is going off. It was pretty good because Neil just picks up like, well, I just got cut off. Yeah. And I didn't. Nobody got to hear the rant that I just went right. through. Yeah, I do remember and that they were, now. <laughs> you're kind of like, where did and, it come from? And I was like, I'm paused. He goes. We're paused. We missed all that. Why did we? Why? Because well, I thought we were all looking for the pledge. I mean, I, you know, because I know I have it saved on my phone, but I, you know, I thought maybe you all were trying to find it, and it was so funny because I was like, "This whole bill ran." I was like, well, "There's nothing I can do about it now." So, but yeah, so yeah, he he didn't like the pledge. Why don't you like the pledge? It's is not, it because we mess up at the same part every week? Look, I mean, if we're week? just going to put it on the record, so, I mean, you know, it's not going to – we all know it, but I guess we're just going to let everybody know it. The pledge is awesome. Saying the pledge and listening to it is just kind of like – Does it sound bad? It just sounds kind of corny. I like but it. that's my – that's just my opinion. Do you think it would be better if we just did one person at a time? I think it would be better if we put patriotic music behind it. Just like you did the jazz. If in order to do that though, we're gonna have to say it right and not mess it up. Well, that's <laughs> impossible. We've not made it right yet. What what is this? Week four? We could do it as poetry like Neil did with his song. <laughs> I bet week four we still mess up at the same spot. To the podcast. <laughs> that's so funny. All right. Are you guys ready? Let's see how good we can do it without Neil here, because he's the one that always snickers and, you know, makes us all go, oh, did I read it right? So I guess you have to do Neil's opening. Oh, that's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, pull your cars off to the side of the road if you've not already done so. Take your hats off your head. Place both hands above your heart. And repeat after us. I pledge allegiance to the podcast. Brought to me by the MoCo Four Horsemen, for which I rely upon my weekly entertainment, for the love of all things fun, with opinions, facts, and jokes aplenty. Just like Sex Panther Cologne, 60% of the time, we are right every time. Amen. See you next week, kids. Stay safe.